Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Lord God, we are so thankful to be in your house this morning, thankful to gather together to remember those, Lord, who have given their lives in sacrifice, those who have given their time and energy that we might have freedom to gather in a spot just like this this morning. And that we're reminded that that is not to be taken lightly. We're reminded, Lord, that there are places all over the country where they are worshiping you just the same. And that freedom took lives and time and energy and we are so thankful for those sacrifices. Lord, we quiet our hearts this morning as we spend a few moments in your word and we listen to what you have for us today. It's been a busy week and a lot has happened and we have watched your hand work in and around us and we ask, Lord, that you would work on us this morning. That you would quiet our hearts that, Lord, it's a busy weekend and yet we take this time to quiet ourselves, Lord, that we might hear your voice in our lives. Lord, we pray for those who aren't with us this morning because they're traveling or out and about. Uh, we ask that you would protect them. And Lord, most importantly, that you'd put upon their heart a remembrance of today. Lord, we thank you and we so love you. In your name we pray. Amen. So I have a question before I read this scripture that I want you to think about, and I'm going to require you to answer it when we get started. I want you to think just for a moment about your favorite t-shirt, or your favorite pair of shoes, or your favorite pair of shorts, or maybe sweatpants, or like me, my favorite yoga pants. No, just kidding. <laughs> Don't even go there. That was bad. I apologize. <laughs> Something's exact, and then you just shouldn't say exactly. I agree. Those are nice shoes, Batman shoes. So we're going to read uh, Colossians three seven through seventeen. It says you used to walk in these ways, in your life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. Remove them from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on your new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Jew, or there is no Gentile, no, or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and overall, 
these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. May God add His blessing as we continue singing this. Be the prayer of our hearts this morning. May the prayer of our hearts, Lord, be that we would have less of us and more of you. It seems there are things that get in the way of that. And so this morning, Lord, I ask, even before we start, that you'd begin to remove the things that keep us from changing. That you would remove the obstacles that keep us from growing. That you would take off those old clothes of our sinful lives before you and begin to clothe us in righteousness and those things in our lives, Lord, that would mirror you. We ask, Lord, that you would come into this place at this very moment. Speak into our lives. Speak into our hearts. Remind us, Lord, where we have been, where we are, and where you would have us to be going. May that trigger in us a desire and spur on us a desire to move in that direction. We quiet our hearts that we might hear your voice. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So I, t- I want to talk just a little bit. Happy uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, if you're cool and fashionable like me, you're supposed to go... Wait, who laughed at that? Roscoe. That's not okay. It is okay. I'm only cool and uh, fashionable because my wife is cool and fashionable. So. I thought you were going to say because you lived in Erie and the weather's always... That's it, Yes. If you didn't know, you're supposed to move. I forgot, so I wore darker pants. But you're supposed, this is the weekend that you move to lighter clothes, my wife tells me. And then you wear lighter clothes until, like, I think it's Labor Day. I, I'm not really all that cool and fashionable, but she has white pants on. I assume that means that I'm supposed, that's to trigger my mind that that's, that's what happens this weekend. So if you look at your clothes and you're really in dark clothes, then you're not cool and fashionable and... Oh, you're allowed? Dark blue is okay? Oh, so there you go. If you didn't know, Veronica is also a fashion, fashionista, we'll call her. She knows. You're allowed to wear dark blue, so if you're in dark blue, you're all right. On Memorial Day. I didn't know that was even a thing. So I want to talk just a minute. I want to ask you, what is that favorite piece of clothes that you have 
That, that one shirt you can't get rid of. You know, Bobby, you just happen to be sitting up front this morning. Bobby has a shirt that he has worn since he was like 12 for softball. And his mom had to sew it like, yeah, and there wasn't much left. We almost ripped it off of him. So I think that's probably high on Bobby's list. I want to talk about a little bit just about what are those things that you really, like, they stay in your drawer. I have a, uh, a gray shirt. that It's just one of those shirts that just, I just love it. I, I, I should have brought it. I forgot to bring it. I, I got a picture of it. I'll show it to you in a bit. But I just love that shirt. It just feels right. It fits right. It's comfortable. The, there's holes for breathing in the armpits. My wife doesn't seem to like that. She's like, get rid of that stupid thing. And yet, every time it goes in the bag to go to Salval or somewhere, which they would have thrown it away, right? I mean, it's not. So why would they throw it away? I put it back in the drawer. That's what we do. Wait, am I the only? Maybe I'm the only person that does that. No? Paul, yeah. You know that joke, right? It may not be real appropriate, but I'll say it anyway. I have underwear older than you. Right? I mean, we have those things we like, or a pair of shoes that just fit right, and they're just cozy and comfortable. Do, do you have those things that you just kind of hold on to? And I think the older I get, the worse I get. When I was a kid, it didn't seem to be as big a deal. Now it's like, that has a memory tied to it, and I like that shirt. And Ken, I, I just can't help but pick it on Ken just a bit. I think Ken's mom picked up a whole bunch of these Spanish motocross shirts when the boys were all like teenagers. And if you, if you know the Bartlett's, you may remember that they wore all of them, all of them, all the Bartlett boys had them. And I think they, weren't they in Spanish? No, they're in American. Why, why do I think it was in Spanish? I don't know why. Because motocross is written in a font that you can't read. Okay, okay. <laughs> But all of the boys wore them for years. There was this time, like in youth group, it's like every week they had this, one of them had, there was a couple, I think a couple different versions, but not very many. And so I, I know, Ken, he probably still has one, right? I actually was going to put one on this morning. Oh, Ken, you could have worn it. The spirit was leading you to wear that shirt and you, and you wore something nice. Did you get, your, your wife probably told you. Oh. <laughs> She said, wear blue. It's cool. It's Memorial Day. <laughs> That's never held you back before. <laughs> and you've never been... My mom didn't buy me all of them. I've gone back three or four times to buy more. To get more. <laughs> and you, to, if you don't know, Ken is not a slave to fashion. He wears his softball cleats to church and his work boots to softball. <laughs> Or has at least been caught doing that, at least more than once. <laughs> Am I right, Bobby? You said about comfy. <laughs> they are comfy, right? You like those work boots. They're not great for running around the bases, but, you know, it works. That's, yeah, for anyone else. So we all have those things in our life. I, I, I'm willing to bet that you have something. This, let, me, let me see a, a show of hands. Do you have something that comes to mind that's like, that's just my favorite? Maybe it's a hat. I used to have a hat that would get so bad it would stink, and I'd have to put it. Hey, there's somebody. Yeah, there's people in the balcony. We have those things, right? The scripture today is what Paul is, it, Paul is uh, sharing, a very practical uh, application of this idea that, um, that there was an old us, 
that was dirty and not so good. Uh, and we're going to look at that a little more. And there's a new us. And that Christ has put this new us within us. But one of the struggles I think that we have, and, and this is what he's talking to the, the Colossian churches, you have the new in you, and yet you hold on to the old. You're holding on to these, some of these. We don't, give, we don't hold on to all of them, but those aren't who you are anymore. And you need to begin to change your clothes. You need to begin to go from the old you to the new, year, new you and stop making excuses for the old you. Because that's what we do in our humanness, I think. We, we, be, we like our old us, and so we make excuses about why we want to stay in our old us. I like my old t-shirt, even though my wife doesn't. I like to wear that. Now, the new t-shirt looks a whole lot nicer and cleaner, and I don't look like I'm homeless. I mean, it, it's just one of those, but I like my old t-shirt, right? And that's not a whole lot different than that shirt is. It's got a few, it doesn't have as many big holes. But it's similar in color, and it looks a lot like that. And, you know, you may be one of those people that say, well, there's still a lot of life in that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. There's still a lot of life in that old me. This morning, it's, we're going to look at uh, time... Uh, for a change. And I'm going to challenge you a little bit this morning about changing. And it wouldn't be much of a sermon if I didn't challenge you with some really practical uh, ideas. I hope that's, that's the goal, right? To take and, and, to take and, and contemplate what's old in our life. What's old and stuck and where we're stuck. Hey, there we go. So we're going to get out of the old, I hope. I'm going to challenge you to begin to think about what's old in your life. Now, I, had I been thinking, I would have put on a connect card, write in here something old. But I know if I did that, no one would turn it in because that's kind of scary to have to share that old. But we are going to talk about that idea. Because the reality is some of us maybe look a little bit like this on, on the inside. We're old and dirty and feeling not worthy of God. And so we're going to look at this list. This is the list that comes out of uh, verse 7 through tw uh, 11. And we're going to begin to unwrap that. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to encourage you. I, I, I honestly believe, wholly uh, believe that the Spirit puts things in our mind where we need to work. And if we're sensitive, even just a little bit to that, uh, we will, one of those words will be like red, blaring, flashing uh, over all the others. So we're going to talk about them just a little bit. I want to encourage you to really think about these words and begin to ask yourself this question. Which one do I struggle with? Which one of the old me is still in there? Do you struggle with anger? Do you struggle with anger? Violent passion. I like that the uh, that, that comes out of the Greek. Violent passion, indignation, struggling with your emotions, 
Do you struggle with wrath? The word actually means to slaughter or to kill. Now, very rarely do we go around killing someone, but I'll ask you this question. How often do you go around thinking about killing someone or thinking in ways that are so destructive to someone else's life that you want to take out their personality or you want to take out their reputation or you want them to no longer be a part of your life. Right? Because we don't go around just taking people out. That doesn't work. But mentally, in our minds, we walk around and I I hate this person. This person makes me so angry I don't ever want to spend another moment in my life with them. And that wrath becomes... It begins to overtake who we are. How about malice? Does anyone know what malice is? That's a nice, that's a good churchy word, right? It means evil or harm or wickedness. Do you have those moments where you wish harm on someone else? Now, you would never tell anyone, right? God forbid that we would share any of that with someone because people would think less of us. But we go through those things in our mind and we have malice towards other people. Or how about slander where we actually do speak out? Sometimes we even gossip. And sometimes in the church we gossip in the name of Christ. Sometimes. Sometimes we tell people things that don't matter to, anything, to anyone else and doesn't need to be spoken and it needs to be prayed over and we share the details that don't need to be shared. That is slander. Or how about obscene language? I didn't put obscene on there, but how about our language or the way we communicate with other people or the stories we tell or the language we use. How about lying? An attempt to deceive someone. An attempt to get our way and to make things work out the way we want. Those are the old you and the old me. And yet, it's awful quiet here this morning. It's awful quiet because we all know that we struggle in these areas. And so I'll ask you to just take one moment and write something down on a piece of paper somewhere. Write it on your, I don't care where you read it. I'm pretty sure it's already written on your heart. It's already written for you to think about. But I'll encourage you to think about the old you and where that is in your life. And how deeply seated those things can be. Those are things of before Christ. Those are things that we get stuck in that are no longer valid in our Christian walk. And they shouldn't be. Psalm 51 is an awesome song. We sing it. Uh, You may remember it has Have Mercy on Me. Uh, It's a song we do a lot of times at Communion on Communion Sunday right before communion. It's, it's a psalm of David. Uh, and that psalm was written by David after he realized 
uh, his indiscretions with Bathsheba. He realized that it wasn't okay what he did. And he began to seek God. And he asked God that he would be cleansed. He said, wash me now and I'll be whiter than snow. I didn't show you the old you to beat you up, but to remind you that that is who we are in our humanness. I showed you the old you because that's where we're stuck until we go to the cross. And that's where, what makes a difference. The cross of Christ makes a difference in our life. That's the old you that we were stuck in. But we don't have to stay there. Praise God, we don't have to stay in the old us. We don't have to be there. Why? Because the cross of Christ frees us. He went to the cross. His blood covers our sins. It covers the problems and struggles and hurts. That is exciting. That should be exciting for you. We're not stuck in our old you. We still have pieces of our old you we haven't gotten out of. But the cross of Christ makes a difference. A relationship with Jesus takes us from the old me to the new me. And so I want to I jump to the new me. Does anybody want to be a new me? Yeah, I do, right? I don't want to be, I, I don't know about you, but I don't get excited when I think about how angry I can get or how, uh, how I slander people or my language and, and sometimes even when I lie. I don't get excited about those things in me. In fact, it sometimes really frustrates me. I'll tell you a quick story about anger. One time I took a youth group to a Youth for Christ event uh, in, in, uh, in the city of Erie, and it was a volleyball game. And our, our kids, my kids, it was, just, it was my kids who were younger and teenagers, and there was a whole group of us. And it, what it was was a volleyball tournament. So there were probably eight or nine teams at this Youth for Christ event. And so they would play, we would play volleyball, and it, it was really like uh, it brought it down to the last two teams. It was more like a tournament. And then they uh, had a devotion and a uh, time where they, uh, where they shared the gospel, and it was, it was a pretty cool event. Well, our team went out early. And uh, the way they had, the, they had three, it was in a gym, and they had three uh, volleyball nets side by side, side by side by side. And they had the uh, bleachers all the way up to like the back row. So like there was only maybe like a foot before the back row or the back line. And we went out early, so we were leaving. And so I had all my youth kids and my wife was there and we're trying, we're on the far one end and the doors on the far on the other end. And so I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to go. And kids do what they always do, right? Which is they run right along the back edge, on the ground. I mean, there was really nowhere else to go. And in the midst of that, the coach from the team in the middle, like, unloaded on my kids. He's like, we're in the middle of the game! And, and I, like, in half a second, I thought, it's going to look really bad when I knock this guy out at a Youth for Christ event. <laughs> because that's what happened, right? It was like someone came after my kids, not only my kids, but my youth kids, and that one second into that, I'm, 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 it was like, oh, instant on. I'm like, all right, dude, you're done, right? Of course, thankfully, cooler heads prevail. And I'm, you know, but I remember at that moment that the old you, the old me, was still, is still sometimes in there. And, and it, was, it, it scared me a bit to remember that 
Sometimes it just creeps out so quickly. And that I haven't gotten rid of all the old me, but I want to continue to work on the old me and make that go away. I think I've grown up enough, maybe I wouldn't do that, but I was, it was really one of those scary moments where you're like, whoa, what could have just happened here? Something got my air up. And I know I'm not the only one who's had that happen. So let's talk a little bit about what the new me or the new you might look like. The scripture uh, tells us, uh, verses 12. I love, I love this passage because it's like, here it is, kids. It's in plain view. Uh, there's no discerning and there's no like trying to sort out what God's trying to say. Uh, he puts the words right there. He's like, uh, you need to have a compassionate heart. You need to work on kindness. You need to be humble and meek. We'll talk about that in a minute. You need to work on your patience and be willing to forgive others. You need to tolerate one another. <laughs> I absolutely love the wording of that. <laughs> tolerate one another. That means uh, go a little bit further uh, than you really want to. And most importantly, you need to put on love. It says, put on love like it's a new shirt. You need to put on love in your life. So let's go back uh, just for a second. Uh, we talk about a compassionate heart. And I'm going to ask you again, which one of these things come to mind in your own life? This is the one I want to work on today. I want, I want to spend the next week spending time on the new me. I want to work on uh, being better at forgiving people. Because here's what's going to happen if you're willing to do that. Two things are going to happen. God's going to continue to put that on your heart, and it will come to mind. And here's the other thing that's going to happen. You're going to get a test, right? You're going to get a test. If you're willing and open and listening to the Spirit of God, you're going to get an opportunity to exercise this new you. That means someone's going to wrong you if you're asking, if, if, if forgiving is the one you want to try and work on. Someone's going to wrong you, and you're going to have to work at forgiving. Someone's going to come up and test your patience. That is one I struggle with so. And I realize that God continues to test, to remind me that he puts those tests out in front. You just need to be patient. Be patient. Be patient. If kindness is a struggle for you, I don't know which one's which. But I want you to think about one of those and begin to put in your mind, which is it the one I want to begin to put on? Because it's really uh, pretty heavy to try to do all of those, right? And some of those we probably are better at, at than others. Some things we naturally do better. Uh, some things we're gifted at. And for some, patience is easy. For me, patience is not easy. It says overall, put on love. Put on the shirt of love. I should, have bought, I should have got a shirt that said love. Didn't think of that. Dang, I could have got my old shirt and took a magic marker and yeah, put... The hot... Pink one the hot <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, that's a good idea. 
Next time, Ken. Next time. <laughs> so I'll ask you this question because I, it really, what are the things that keep you from putting on the new you? What are the things that hold you back from changing and trying on the new you? The first thing that comes to mind are stains from the past. I don't know about you, but I, I, don't have, I don't think I have hardly any shirts that don't have some kind of stain down my shirt. And it's so frustrating. It's like, this is my favorite shirt, and I ruined it. This is from the hot dog that had too much ketchup on it. Ugh, it's so frustrating. You laugh, but that's true, right? Your wife, my wife's like, you can't wear that. It has a big stain right down the front. If I would just quit eating, it would be so much easier. But I'll ask you to think about this. What are the stains that are in your past that keep you from being the new you? What are those things that, that cause you not to progress or not to grow, or not to change and be in God's image? What are those things where you have been hurt so deeply that you can't forgive? See, because half of the battle, I believe that half of the battle is one recognizing there's something there. There's something there that hurts so bad I won't change. My stain is so deep and dark in my shirt that I can't get it out. And we think, even as believers, that we're stuck there. That we will never change. That that's just a part. And, and what, we do, what do we do? We justify it, right? We justify it. We say, well, that's just who I am. You don't understand my background, and that's just who I am. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. The Scripture says that we can be all new. And that that stuff can be old. And that can be in our background. And we can have all these new things that Christ puts on us. And we say we believe that until it comes to that point where the stains are just a little bit too dark to take out. And so I challenge you this morning. I challenge you in those moments, in those spots in your life where the stains are dark and you've been hurt and you don't want to forgive, and someone doesn't deserve your love, I want to offer you this morning a reminder that we don't deserve the love of Jesus. And yet, and yet, he gave it. Maybe we're just plain and simple, unwilling to change. So I'm think, I bet you're thinking, what the heck is this picture? That's me in seventh grade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're right, Ken. I'm not supposed to lie. So I got to tell you this story about this coat. So my mom's not here, so I can pick on. No. Uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, I had a coat very similar to this. Now, I realize that uh, things change, that... Um, 
that fashion is always ever-changing. And as I said, I'm not much for fashion. But I'm a, I'm a country kid. Uh, I used to wear bailing twine to school as a belt if I didn't have a belt. Um, you know, I, I got some pretty rough roots. <laughs> and my mom found this coat, and I don't know where she found it, and I must have been about in seventh grade. I think I was in, I know it was in at least the junior high. I wasn't old enough to be, uh, I had to be about seventh grade. And mom found this great coat, and it fit perfect, and it had those, it was really nice, and it had this big furry thing around my head. And my mom just expected that I would wear it to school. Right? That's what moms do. They buy you a coat, and you wear it to school. But this coat looked ridiculous to me. I couldn't handle this coat. So I would not wear that coat to school and she would be like you're you're just being ridiculous do you realize it's snowing out and you don't have a coat this is before hoodies right now everybody wears a hoodie but at this time it was like mom I will not wear that coat they will pick on me people will make fun of me I am not willing to step out of this house with that coat and of course you know what happens because when you're in seventh grade mom's Mom and dad, are, uh, they can sit on you pretty quickly. <laughs> but I realized that I wasn't, it wasn't anything to do with them, but I was choosing to not change. And sometimes those old things that we have are really comfortable, and those no, new things aren't nearly as comfortable, and so we're not really willing to change And so I'll challenge you this morning to think about those things in your life and ask yourself this question. Am I willing to work to change to be the new me? Am I really, really willing to work to to show Christ's reflection in my life? Am Am I interested in being the new me that God has promised? Because he doesn't promise like a half-baked, you only get half of it, you can only be... No, it says you're a new creation in Christ. You are a new creature. The old is gone. It's gone. The new has come. And maybe this is what holds us back the most. Fear of the change. Fear that someone will look at us differently. Fear that we won't be as cool. Fear of the unknown. We like our old t-shirt. Why? Because it's comfortable. Right? And we think that new shirt might feel like a porcupine or prickly and, or make, make me itch. I may not like it. It may not fit just right. It may be a little snug around my neck and I don't like that. But if I stay with my old shirt, I know I like that one. Maybe. Maybe we were afraid what others might think of when we put our new clothes on. Because we can't just walk away from family when we come to Christ. And we can't just ignore that moving in our life. And people know us from before, right? If I put on these new clothes and somehow I am not able to to keep everything perfectly clean, people will 
point their finger and call me a hypocrite. Or they'll walk away and never be my friend again. And then I won't have any friends. I don't know. I don't know what those things are. But I know fear drives a lot of things we do in life or a lot of things we don't do in life. We fear that forgiving someone will end just like it has every other time. I'll forgive them and they'll throw it in my face. I'll show kindness and they'll just run over me and take advantage of me. I'll be patient with this person who doesn't deserve it and they'll just do what they always do. If I wear my shirt of love, they'll just trample it. I get it. But, Christ says, He is able to make us new. So, I want to give you one last little piece that comes out of the last, I think it's the last verse. To help you know what looks old and what looks new. Verse 17. It says, whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever you do, honor God. If it honors God... That's the new you. If you step back and you say, this does not honor God in my life, that's the old you. It's that simple. It's not, uh, jokingly, it's not rocket science, right? If what you're doing in life honors God, it's the new you. If it doesn't, it's the old you. Our God is in the habit of mending broken hearts. And it comes to mind this morning that there are broken hearts amongst us this morning. There are hearts who have been stepped on and trampled and torn in two. There are relationships that have been broken. There are those who know in their mind that there are, the church is good and yet in their heart it hurts. I'm not naive enough to believe that the church, this church or other churches, hasn't hurt you in some ways. But I would ask that you separate the church from God himself. Because the church is full of broken people. God himself, not broken at all. As we prepare to pray and close, I want to offer the altar. It just comes to mind this morning that there is someone here who needs the altar. I don't know what that means. There may be a marriage relationship that needs the altar. There may be someone here who needs to meet with God this morning. There are no coincidences in the world that I live in. 
and the world you live in. There are divine appointments. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we come to you today so thankful that we could come to look at your word, to be excited, and to see the love that you have for each of us. Lord, we're reminded and we we don't take for granted those things that are the old us, the old me. We look at those things, Lord, and sometimes we'll beat ourselves up, but your sin cover or your your blood covers all of that sin. And there are things of the new me, the new, the new believer in Christ that reflect you. And Lord, I just pray this morning that you would help us to reflect those things. May all that we do, may all that we say, may all that of our being reflect and honor you. Lord, we are so thankful for your word this morning. Thankful that Paul would put out there this very practical idea of the new and the old. Lord, help us to put on most of all that shirt that says love. And Lord, help us to live that through, the Son, for, through your Son, Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen.